This is a HeadGum Podcast. Hey everybody, it's Emily here to talk to you about Adam and Eve. Who wants better sex? And who wants it, like, immediately? If you're looking to lubricate and luxuriate your lovemaking, the best way to get started is to go to adamandeve.com right now. Adam and Eve is offering 50% off just about any item, plus free shipping, which includes rush processing. It's the easiest, most discreet way to let your curiosity take the reins. Doesn't matter how much you spend or what you buy, all will be packaged and sent discreetly for free and fast. That's 50% off one item, free shipping with rush processing. Just go to adamandeve.com and select any one item. It could be an adventurous new toy or anything you desire. Just enter offer code PAPA at checkout. That's PAPA, P-A-W-P-A-W at adamandeve.com. This is an exclusive offer specific to this podcast, so be sure to use code PAPA to get your discount, 100% free shipping, and get it fast with rush processing. Goodbye, sweeties. Welcome to the campaign after the campaign. This is not another D&D podcast. Welcome back to Bahumia, everyone. Bahumia. Bahumia. Oh, yeah. I'm your dungeon master, Brian Murphy, joined by Jake Hurwitz. Hard one, Surefoot. Emily Axford. Moonshine Sabin, a sweet lass with a side of sass. Ooh, Very nice. Okay. That's kind of an evergreen one. Yeah, well, you know. Evergreen I'm... like Triss. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, beautiful. And Caldwell Tanner. Beverly Togold V, the tallest dwarf in the Feywild. <laughs> <laughs> now that Hard One has sacrificed the title. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Hard one is teeny tiny, tinier Aww. than Ben. Let's get into it so I can fix this problem. <laughs> Biggerly Togold, <sighs> confirmed teeny forever, is hard one surefoot. This can't be canon. This is a nightmare. <laughs> the Feywild is canon, y'all. Uh, let's do a little recap. So last week, you guys traveled to the Feywild through the crack in the material plane and immediately got wrapped up in some face shenanigans. Mm. You appeared in a field of talking flowers asking to be picked. But once you did so, it turned into a troll and ran away to, quote, go kill some pixies and fairy folk. You stopped him, then headed off into the forest to search for answers. There, you met a group of super chill dryads just hanging out and soaking in the sun. Right, right, right. Yeah. They told you that all of their names were Triss and that you had to meet the Bear Prince because he knew everything. They then led you to the Bear Prince's extremely dope bear cave, complete with infinity hot tub, and he explained a little bit about how the Feywild worked, that there is a summer court and a winter court of Seelie and Unseelie Fey who are constantly at odds, and that you are currently in the spring court where it is always spring and always sunrise, so you can get a fresh start. Based on his description of the world, you could deduce that the Fey version of Galateron was in the Summer Court. Uh, the Bear Prince offered to help you get there if you could catch someone who had tried to assassinate him. You agreed and headed into the forest of the Free Fairy to find this mystery assassin. However, the magic forest was full of trickery, and when Hard One attempted to climb a wall, the rest of you saw that he was shrinking. And that's where we are now. So Hard One is climbing this wall. The flowers are very big at the bottom, but they get smaller as they keep going. Uh, Hard One 
Doesn't appear to be that way, though, as you're climbing the wall. The flowers all appear to be the same size. Okay, reporting that back. Uh, but you guys down on the ground... The flowers are all the same size here! <laughs> Your voice is getting higher. I uh, say, um, yay! You, looks like you're doing a good job, hard one. Uh, should, climbing. We, should we tell him? Yeah, hard one is this shrinking. Is the higher he gets, I, the smaller he gets. Oh, I don't know what to do, because he, we can't straight up tell him, because he'll freak out and just plummet <laughs> hey hard one uh tris uh needed to tell you something she came back what's up what's up tris oh yeah yeah tris came back you want to scramble back down just for a second oh uh, sure yeah whatever uh hard one as you're up you're about halfway up the wall uh you are about halfling size now um but as you climb up the wall uh go ahead and give me a perception check as i climb up the wall as yeah as you were climbing up 11 okay you didn't uh see anything yet uh, you climb back down the wall, guys. As he climbs back down the wall, he does not uh, change back. Oh, no. Oh, God. Uh, Hard one. You look up and you see Moonshine is way taller than you. And that Beverly is your size and Balnor. Uh, why am I looking Beverly in the eyes? <laughs> What's up, man? Uh, you shrank a little when you climbed the wall. Why didn't anybody tell me that? Okay, well, that's why we called you down. We weren't trying to alarm you. Oh, quick. Thank God Tris isn't here. <laughs> quick, try and climb upside down, and maybe you can reverse it. It's a good right. idea. Try that. You, you start to climb upside down. It does not do anything. Uh, but you do not get smaller. <sighs> hey, you look a little cold, and I put my blazer on him. I'm it swimming. It fits perfectly. <laughs> oh, okay, no. here's the new plan. Let's see if I just, I'm going to climb up, over, down the other side. Okay. Okay, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Hard one, you begin climbing back up. Hard one, um, as he climbs even higher, uh, you guys see that he gets even smaller. Oh, no. How are they looking? <laughs> Hard one, give me another perception check. Five. Five. Uh, you still don't see it. I'm cursed by perception checks. Uh, you keep going up. Bev and Moonshine, you lose sight of Hard one. <gasps> Hard one, as you're climbing, and like I said before, the flowers are staying the same size because they're getting smaller as you're getting smaller. The flowers start to look unhealthy, and you start to feel very sick. Go ahead and give me a constitution saving throw. <sighs> 15. Can we still see him? Uh, no. Uh-oh. He's lost uh, up amongst the flowers. Okay. Hard, hard one. Hard one, you take a constitution damage. Your constitution goes down by one. <gasps> Was he climbing up with a rope? Yes. All right. Can we, like, tug on the rope and see if he tugs back? Sure. Uh, you tug on the rope. Uh, hard one, make a dexterity saving throw. Oh, no. The rope's too big. 21. Beverly, massive compared to you. You are fucking teeny tiny as you near the top of the wall. Um, Beverly yanks the rope. You almost fly off. And you're oh, just no. hanging on this giant Children! rope. <laughs> How tall is the wall? 100 feet. And I'm out, am I all the way at the top right now? Uh, you're nearing the top. I guess if I'm feeling this sick, I'll probably climb down. Okay. You start to climb down. Hard one. Give me a perception check as you climb down. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. 17. 17. Hard one. As you start to climb down, you notice amidst the flowers, like, hiding behind it, there is a tunnel. And you hey, can yes! fit, you can fit into it as a little guy. <laughs> oh. Uh, so you start, you start like, yelling down to them. You guys look up. It, even if you guys use, like, some kind of looking glass or something, it looks like the size of a quarter. There's a huge tunnel! Do you hear a bee? Is it huge or are you just, uh, go on. What? <laughs> nothing. Don't what worry saying, about it. Nothing. We're, don't worry about it. I, I love it. What were you saying? Huge <laughs> tunnel. We're there. I guess I'm going to 
I guess I'm just going to do the same thing and I'm going to climb up and, and meet him at the tunnel. Cool. You guys, so the tunnel is before the flowers start dying. So you do get teeny tiny, but you don't get sick. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Hard one was just climbing over and was just failing perception checks like I, crazy. I, I had something to prove. Yeah. <gasps> Can I have my blazer back now? <laughs> it's way too big for me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you guys all climb up, um, become teeny tiny, you assume. You guys look normal size to you. I guess the rope is very big. Wait, when hard one sees us getting smaller, does he think that it's him becoming normal size again? <laughs> it's up to hard one. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> You guys all uh, get up um, a little bit higher than halfway, about 70 feet up the wall, and you poke your head into this tunnel. Uh, You see that there is torchlight, red torches, like just normal, you know, orange red fire along the sides of the tunnel. And you do see down the way, they turn green uh, and they keep going. And you see um, a little bit of daylight at the other end of the tunnel. Okay, tips up. Let's do this. I mean, red and green, what does that mean to us right now? Well, I mean, green seems to be the color of the Feywild. But red and green are stop and go. What could that potentially mean in the context of this tunnel? Everything is the opposite. So green means stop and red means go. I think I'm still tripping on that tab. (laughs) I'm I'm with you. Okay, sure. Where does the color switch? About halfway across. Hmm. Okay, so... Let's walk to the halfway point. Let's walk to the halfway... All of you at the same time? No. Okay. I'll I'll go first. Okay. Beverly, you walk into the tunnel. You've got normal torches on either side of you until you reach the middle. Um, You go to cross your foot. I don't want to cross yet. Okay. What I want to do is I want to grab one of the torches from the wall. Okay. And I want to hold that torch out over the wall and see what happens. Okay. Or over the over the line. Got it. Um, when you take a um, red torch out and you put it to the other side, it turns green. Okay, so there's some sort of barrier here. Um, the torch <laughs> doesn't change in any other way. The color color green. That's it. Can anyone like summon anything? Uh, uh, do I detect any animal presence around here? Oh, I mean, do you want me to just like? Okay, what if you know, I like- use my chill touch and just throw my chill touch across the? Uh, down the, it's 120 feet is the range. Okay. Um, I don't know how that scales when I'm small shine, but like I want to just throw <laughs> my uh, 120 foot chill touch across like my necrotic hand. You throw your necrotic hand. Bev, you see it fly past you. Um, and then suddenly you feel it fly behind you. Um, it's coming right back at hard one and moonshine. What is the attack on that? Uh, it's teeny tiny. It's a loop. Um, it's a ranged spell attack. Okay. Do I gotta do it? Uh, so make a spell attack against yourself. I guess it'll just hit one target. Oh, thank God I rolled low. That's this. gonna be a 10. Cool. Uh, necrotic hand comes back, uh, tries to slap you. Uh, just flies in, whoosh, flies right back out. I slap it away. What you doing? <laughs> so That hand was trying to get fresh with you. So this is the opposite. These are mirror images, right? It seems that way. It seems similar to... Just the Feywild in general. It's like a mini microcaustic Feywild. Is there, if there was a way to just swap it so that these torches were green, we could just get out the side that we're already on, right? Yeah. Is that insane? Or we could just, I don't know, maybe we could just get out now. Um, can I like, I want to like toss a javelin, but not all the way down the hall, just kind of halfway. We'll say the tunnel's like 70 feet long. Okay. Uh, how far do you want to throw the javelin? 
um, like 35 feet. You throw it and you feel like you're looking down the tunnel towards the daylight at the other end of the tunnel um, and suddenly you blink and you've thrown it at um, Moonshine and Hard One. Oh. Okay, sorry about that. But it, but it like bangs short of them. All right. Nice toss. <laughs> <laughs> take, take it easy, small one. Small wonder. <laughs> oh, yeah, Hard One did climb higher, so he is smaller than everyone now. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> You're even teenier. <gasps> I'm just going to walk through. Uh, okay, I'm going to cross over. You go through the little invisible barrier. Suddenly, the torches are red again, and you're facing uh, Moochen and Hardwon. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go up okay. to the very edge of it, okay, and then I'm gonna misty step. Okay. You misty step forward, and you appear backwards. At the last second, you basically turned around, and you're back amongst the red fire. Okay, I'm just gonna attack the the barrier. <laughs> Uh, you go to swing at the invisible barrier. You swing your sword at nothing. Okay, I shout, you win, oh Grand Fay! We have succumbed to your riddle. Show yourself so that we may kiss your mighty feet. Okay, I'm just going to leave out the entrance. Uh, tell me how you do that. I'm going to... I think I'm going to walk into... I'm going to like walk through. Okay. So, Moonshine, you walk with oh, red torches yeah. to your side. Uh-huh. Um, walk until green. there are green torches. Right. They turn red once you get there. Cool. Uh, I just keep walking. Uh, you walk back. Uh, you're back where you were, uh, where you climbed up. I want to try something. Okay. I'm going to activate my feather fall, and I'm just going to run out the, the red torch entrance. Okay. You run out the red torch entrance. Um, you fall off the wall uh, ever so slowly. <laughs> uh, go back down. Dang you, it. you painstakingly, you are now a teeny boy. Oh, no. You're like a tick climbing a wall. You guys wait like two hours for Bev to show up again. Well, that didn't work. <laughs> um, Still bigger than a hard one, though. <laughs> I'm going to do, do that thing where you, I put the torch through the, through, through the thing. But the torch through the thing, uh, it turns from red to green. Okay, wait. I'm going to put a torch through. I'm going to extinguish it, put it through, Ooh. and try and catch the green light from the other side. That's good. Okay. Um, you catch the green light. Uh, uh-huh. When it when you're hanging it over the invisible barrier, it stays green. Uh-huh. Are you pulling it back? What are you doing? Yes. You pull it back, it turns red. Uh- <laughs> I light myself on fire. <laughs> Me as well. <laughs> Okay, I want to walk backwards through this barrier. You're going to walk backwards. Okay, you go back from whence you came. Yeah. You're walking. um, Red torches on both sides, you guys. You hit the invisible barrier. Moonwalk, baby. Who's got the biggest ass among us? (laughs) (laughs) You hit the barrier. The torches on the other side turn from green to red. And um, moonwalk time. You just walk backwards. And you start making progress. You see Bev and Hard One getting further She's and further away. She's doing some sort of moonshine and you guys, walk. You guys see moonshine walking in the green flame. We start cool. moonwalking. Y'all just go up to the barrier and then moonwalk. Cool. You guys, um, you guys go through the invisible barrier. It flips you around, and then you just stay walking backwards. And you guys see green torches to either side of you. We're all Super Bowl shuffling. <laughs> <laughs> You guys um, make it to the end of the tunnel, being ever so careful not to like fly off. Um, As you reach the end, you see in the smoke of the torches, there is a little like magic message for you guys. It says, grow like a flower. 
Just says grow like a flower. Wait, it's written in smoke where? Uh, in the torches. In the, the torches. The torches just like make a magic script. Uh, I drink water and soak up the sun. I drink <laughs> water and bury myself underground. Dope. Um, while you're in the tunnel or when you're out? I oh, it's when we're when we're out. Cool. Uh, as soon as you get out, you chug some water. You climb up high enough that you can get a little sunlight and you grow back to normal size. Photosynthesis, baby. So we didn't need to bury ourselves? I was, I'm underground. I've buried myself. <laughs> uh, hard one. Uh, you can inform Moonshine that you've grown a uh, normal size and that she doesn't need to bury herself. <laughs> Moonshine, I'm huge again. It's too late. I buried myself. I write out thank you uh, with the torch. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. Oh. <laughs> All right. Someone's playing goofs on us. But... All right. Let's, I'm going to scale down this thing. Yep. Sweet. Um, you guys get out. Uh, this side of the wall is not like the other side. Um, you don't grow or shrink uh, based on as you climb it. Uh, but you do see that over here, there are like nanorflies <gasps> in the woods. Yeah, like big, buzzing, terrifying creatures. If you guys did not drink water, put water on yourselves, you guys would have had to fight giant bugs here. Uh-huh. It would have been sort of a honey, I shrunk the kids situation. <laughs> I was kind of excited for it, but you oh, know man. what? You guys... You got it. All right. I take out my nanorfly and I try and mate him. Go ahead and do like an uh, sleight of hand check to see if you can grab a nanorfly in your jar. I'll help. Cool. Everybody do sleight of hand uh, <laughs> as you chase nanorflies around. <laughs> uh, hard, hard one doesn't really want to do it because I got a four. <laughs> I got a 15. Okay. Ooh, okay. That's okay, Beth catches a nanorfly in a jar. I cup it delicately and I hand it to you. I introduce it to my jar. <laughs> uh, they instantly begin fucking. Wow. It's wow, so it just beautiful. has a... But somebody's getting laid on the strip. Violent Laura. fucking... That's a mammalian penis. Laura. It's a vulva. What is that doing there on that bug? You're gonna be okay, little nanofly. We're gonna make you family. Oh, they glow when they do it. <laughs> oh, yeah. You always yeah. know when they're doing it. They're just right around it. it smells bad now. <laughs> God, when the nanoflies are doing it, it smells like shit. That's the pheromones. <laughs> You'd think they'd smell like bananas, but... Does this uh, pheromone, is this, like, potent? Could we bottle this and sell it as, like, a... It's in a bottle. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Nanderfly fuck juice. Uh, They call it down at the creek. Whoa. Is there anything at the Should we pivot from saving the world and just kind of cash in? Yeah, sell horny goat weed to truckers? (laughs) Uh, So you guys uh, climb down. You guys continue traveling through the woods, uh, staying far away from the wisps, so that um, I'm going to say you guys are just kind of like going quietly. I'm going to make I'm not going to make you do stealth rolls unless you get uh, super close. But uh, you guys are far enough away. Let that me know just whenever we dots. are. Whenever we we get close, um, I'll, I'll cast pass without trace. Cool. Um, so I'm going to do uh, one more encounter check. Okay. So as you guys uh, continue traveling through the woods, uh, guys, go ahead and give me a perception check. It's not going to be a good day for me. 17. 15. Okay. 9. Uh, Moonshine, oh. Moonshine, you see it first. You hear mm. a uh, little fairy working. Uh, and I'm going to have them do a perception check. Uh, they do not immediately notice you. You're able to like kind of like shush your comrades, tell them to go slow. You sneak ahead a little bit. You are peek out. Are we talking out. like factory labor? Or are we talking intellectual? Labor? Or like their Is night he, moves? Like, Pitter pattering on a typewriter. You, <laughs> let me tell you, you look out from behind a branch, um, and you see a little fairy farmer. 
Uh, it's got dark blue skin and purple eyes. Uh, it almost looks like a mini drow. Uh, it's got butterfly wings with purple and red and black. It has like a little mushroom house behind it. And it is working in a garden with like little sticks in the ground. You see it like tilling the soil. It's like a blue collar fairy. Oh. Yeah. Just uh, salt of the wild. <laughs> you also see that there is like a horn looks to be some kind of alarm system. Along the fence around the garden, there is this little wooden structure that props it up uh, and it is aimed out towards the wisps. Okay, so- I will, I'll report back. Mm-hmm. I'll tell y'all I saw a fairy uh, tilling the soil. Cute, cute. It was honestly very endearing. He lives in a mushroom. It's quite cute. He perhaps has some sort of, uh, he or she perhaps has some sort of uh, horn that it can alert others to our presence. Mm. Do you think this was one of the uh, the free fairy folk that uh, the Grizzly King warned us about? Perhaps. Perhaps. I think if we want to talk to this uh, creature, we may want to stealth in and grab the horn and then try to have a conversation. Why Let's don't we go stealth up- in? Yeah, and I can I can just stand in the way of the horn. Okay. So Maybe we do anything super less threatening. aggressive. It yeah, is very, yeah. it is tiny. These Maybe, things are very little. Maybe we stealth up and grab the horn and compliment them on their cool horn <laughs> and ask uh, them how they made it. That's smart. They can't blow it while it's in our hands. Exactly. Oh, but then we don't seem like we're threatening them. <laughs> yeah. We just seem like... We're just horn enthusiasts. This <laughs> <laughs> is such a stupid idea, but I want to do it so bad. <laughs> Moonshine, you turn around and you see the farmer pulls a lollipop out of the ground uh, and then brings it into his mushroom house. Y'all, they're farming sugar. Oh, boy. Lollipops. That sounds great. I just want to talk to this guy (laughs) or girl. I just need to know how they're doing that. That shouldn't be scientifically possible. Let's go in. All All right. right. Someone, Someone run horn duty so the little thing can't just make a run for the horn. You said that they went inside? They went inside their little house. So nobody's outside right now. Not right now. No. Right, we should still stealth though. Yeah. It is. Yeah. It's much smaller than you guys. So you guys like make a ton of noise compared to it. Mm-hmm. I still want to. I still want to stand in the way of that horn. Is is this farmer close closer to the horn? Like much will he closer. beat us to it? He he lives on this thing is like seven or eight inches tall. Lives has like a little farm that is him sized. And has like a little tiny horn. This is essentially you guys like running towards a Barbie dollhouse. If he hears you, he can blow the horn before you guys get there. Let's let's stealth then. Yeah. Okay. We you... are gonna try and stealth as far as we can. All of you, or I, I suppose just one of us. I just mean, if, one... if anyone's gonna stealth, it'll probably be me, me yeah. because I have. Okay. Go ahead. All right. We're gonna lay and wait nearby. So that's gonna be thirty-one. I mean, yeah. <laughs> Uh, you get there, you smell this little fairy cooking the lollipop. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I want to, since I got time, I want to peek in. How is he preparing that thing? We talking <laughs> butter on the skillet or what? He's got, you see, um, he just puts like a bar of chocolate into a pan, melts the chocolate into like a sauce, uh, breaks the lollipop off of the stick, uh, crushes it into uh, little bits of like, it was like a green lollipop, so it was lime, uh, puts the lime over the chocolate, 
uh, finishes cooking it up on the stove and then puts it in like a freezer. I cringe. This sort of like unruly use of sugar is disgusting. Moonshine, me. is he meal prepping? Yeah, he is. I, he's got little Tupperware. Oh, I think takes, he's on a diet. Oh, that takes the joy out of life. <laughs> and then uh, our poor sports back to you guys. I'm just going to knock and try and be friendly. Okay. We'll, we'll sneak up. I'll, I'll, I'll get to the horn. Yeah. yeah. Balnor, you're on horn duty. Uh, I'm pretty far away right now. Oh, okay. I think then I guess on since I got here. this good stealth roll, I'm gonna pocket the horn. Cool. Okay, Moonshine. Yeah, you you um pick the horn right up. It is tiny. It is it is like a toy. Okay. I You're essentially in like the in tall grass, like looking through a dollhouse. Um, I pocket it and then I give a real polite knock. Who'd be coming by at this hour? Uh, he opens up the door, and you're just there. Moonshine Sabbath. Uh, giant folk, giant folk. Uh, and he takes off and he starts uh, trying Can to I find just his horn. Pick him up by the scruff of his neck. Um, go ahead. Well, don't and do that. <laughs> make like a sleight of hand check. Scoop him. Uh, hey, Moonshine. I got 16. 16. Okay, that's enough. You snatch him by the nape of his neck. But like a gentle scoop, like a, a tender scoop. You tender scoop him. He goes, get off my damn property. I'm a free fairy. <laughs> I think I, I pet him. I pet <laughs> oh, him. Don't fucking pet me. Fuck you. I'm a fr- I don't answer to any elves. I don't I answer to anybody. I ain't trying to get you to answer Get off to my me. property. This uh, is I'm my gonna, farm. I'm going to go up there, too. Okay. Uh, Moonshine, we bring this guy with the, with the nanner flyer or what? I, I walk up and say, oh, hey, a, a fellow believer in the free market. <laughs> he just starts screaming. Uh, are you putting your hand over his mouth or anything? No, that'd be aggressive. I'm petting him. He starts screaming. You see in the okay, distance. I shove, little... his, I shove his lollipop in his mouth. It, it was in the free. You pull like a lollipop. I pull a lollipop out the ground and I shove it in his mouth. <laughs> you take a lollipop out. <laughs> you shove it in his mouth. The lollipop is so much bigger than him. He's just like. <laughs> Tasty. Ah. We... If you could stop. Chippering about, we could talk to you and have a real conversation. I do. I come in peace. You come onto my property. I'm just trying to live as a free fairy, okay? And I'm I not don't have to anything to do with that. you. Yeah? Then yeah. what are you doing here? Hey. I'm trying to say hey. It's a free. Yeah, every, everyone's free. We're free to say hey. Yeah, you could just walk on my property. You're Let's all see. about freedom, and, you, and then you're so stingy with freedom once it comes to your yeah. radius. By Let's the way, see. look at which side of the fence we're on. This isn't your property. You picked my lollipop. <laughs> Listen, man, we're just like you. We don't believe in taxes either. We think that your land is your yeah, land. The government right. shouldn't get involved. You're damn right. Give me a, <laughs> give me a deception check. <laughs> there it is. That's a 19. <laughs> okay. Ooh. He believes. I don't know. Hardwood likes infrastructure. This guy's, this guy's a fairy libertarian, and I agree. <laughs> This guy knows what I'm talking about. Yeah. See, the other, the uh, yeah. silly and the unsealy okay. fae, they just want a cut of it. Everything you do is for the kings and the queens, but you know what? What I till in my own soil is me. That's my lollipop, and you know what? I will suck on my lollipop. Yeah. <laughs> Start sucking the lollipop. Just out of curiosity, what do you think about, like, sort of general social welfare programs? I don't care. <laughs> you know, you Everybody, don't... everybody for themselves. Self-reliance, yeah. I like that. Thank okay, you. Okay, just you, curious. Do you use roads? Just curious if you use roads. Hey, us, us... <laughs> I fly around. (laughs) Us little folks got to stick together. What about water? Water? Yeah, Yeah, I'll have water. (laughs) Running water? Sure, yeah. Get from company or anything? Yeah. I don't don't follow. Uh, Whatever. Damn the man, right? Yeah. That's right. Absolutely. Yeah. Big government. (laughs) Hey, those big government trying to take over the little fairy. That's what I'm saying. 
<laughs> hey, you guys are all right. Listen, we're just trying to make our way through here. We're looking for, you know, a bunch of troublemakers that, uh, you know, are, are misappropriating funds. And we don't, we, yeah. you know, we got to make sure that uh, you know people can be free. We got a hot beat on a uh, tax collector mm-hmm. walking around wearing... Son I, of a bitch. Wearing, Once everyone have a driver's license. Yeah. <laughs> Try and give everyone a number. That's I, I don't trust that. <laughs> um, one bit. Yeah. Um, apparently walking around wearing an iron suit, iron sword, iron mask. Uh, I you seen, ever seen anything like that? I've seen that feller walking around. Yeah. You're a real troublemaker. Uh, lives in a little cabin. Or a big cabin to me. <laughs> 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 it's a very big cabin. Which direction? We mm. just following it? You gotta go upsies and then you gotta go loosey. God damn this place. <laughs> Upsy Lucy. Okay, I got it. Upsy Lucy. <laughs> you know what? You guys are all right by me. And as long as I make the choice to invite you into my home, let's all have a lollipop together. I huh? think you need to ask yourself how much your worldview is actually holding you back rather than setting you free. What are you talking about? I live by myself in a little mushroom. You just talked <laughs> yourself into being our friends by declaring that you made the choice that it was okay. I made the choice. It's all about free will. Thank you so much. This guy knows. Here, have a lollipop. Is this bit candy? I mean, I take it. I take it. I choke on it a little bit. So <laughs> do, you tiny. Eat the, do you eat the lollipop? Oh, shit. No, I don't. <laughs> okay. I take it and I look at Papa. He looks like he wants it. And I'm like, Papa, no. You know you can't. We would love your candy. But what we'd love more is growing our own on our own goddamn land. Goddamn, that's right. I'll take some of the candy. No gods, only man. You know, you're a freeloader, but. You're with my buddy here, so uh, I'll give you a lollipop. That's right. Big fan of civics here. <laughs> <laughs> he, gives you, he gives you a big lollipop. Right, or thanks. just a regular size lollipop, rather. I'm just going to put it in my pocket. Okay. You take the lollipop. Nice. Um, I don't know if we need anything else here. I mean, I think he's just a little twerp. Yeah. So maybe we just... So how do you make your living out here? You just uh, grow your own candy? Totally off the system, off off, the grid? I'm off the grid. I'm living the dream, man. Actually, I am a big chef, and I I aspired you doing some cooking yourself. I'm kind of curious. Want to do a recipe swap? What were you making? What's it called? It's called chocolate lollipop. You take a lollipop, you crush it up, you put it in some chocolate, and then you eat the chocolate lollipop. Absolutely disgusting. You should be arrested. <laughs> that sounds like yeah, I mean, maybe like Mexican hot chocolate. It could be, could be nice. Yeah, yeah, maybe. I'd put a little pepper in there myself. Yeah, I like that scene. Yeah, I don't know what shit. that is. You ever have a fish? <laughs> you know what I haven't? <laughs> All right, take her easy, little one. Yeah, uh, how about you go back home? Yeah, keep on Thanks. keeping on. Hey. Yeah, I'm in my home. Can I have my horn back? You didn't see me take it. How'd you know it's in my pocket? Because I look out my window and I see that my horn's gone because I was going to run. Book for it, it, book it, book it, run. I'm going to take the horn and you should, we'll, put it on top of his house. We <laughs> pinch it shut. Because he's under no oh, yeah. threat right now. He can fix it eventually. I, yeah, you're right. I'm going to take the horn, and then the, the little point where you like blow on it, I'm just going to bend <laughs> oh, it. By accident. <laughs> okay, real mature. Give it to me. I'll have this thing up sure. and ready in an hour. I, you haven't really demonstrated <laughs> yeah. the heights of maturity. I, you know what? I'm self-sufficient out here off the grid. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I got a little forge out yeah. back. I'm going to melt it down. And Can't I'm help but notice it. you have a satellite on top of your house. <laughs> well, you know, I call the police when things go wrong. But other, right. than that, other than that, I'm self-sufficient. You sure you don't watch any movies yeah. ever? I got a javelin in my bedroom under lock and key. Your javelin would be like a toothpick to me. Yeah, well... 
<laughs> I've been, I've Get up, been a little more. I've been the horn even more. Please stop. <laughs> All right. All right, we're going to go. Here. We're out of here. What was your name, by the way? Pixel. <laughs> Pixel. Yeah. You don't it's cute. say. It's cute. It's not cute. I'm a, I'm a free fairy. <laughs> uh, this is stupid and I shouldn't do it, but when we're on the edge of their land where the candy is still growing, uh, I want to do plant growth. Okay. Which is a third level spell. And I want to see how much candy I can grow. Sure, yeah, go for it. <laughs> then oh. he's going to think he did this by his... This is essentially what you're doing is social welfare for <laughs> I know. This uh, is not hands-off, like, hands-off uh, this, free market. I'm just doing the... Uh, there's, like, a one-action version and a eight-hour version. Okay. I'm going to do the one-action version, which just... Uh, all normal plants in a 100-foot radius centered on that point become thick and overgrown. Creature moving through the area must spend four feet of movement for every one foot it moves. Some thick-ass lollipops start popping up, and you see a few extras out there, and you see Pixel walk out on his farm, and he goes, yeah, hard work. Just <laughs> me alone. I grab a couple and put them in my bag. Cool. You steal some lollipops from Pixel. <laughs> Can I take a shit in his mailbox? <laughs> uh, it would. Oh, he would notice. <laughs> It would be like the size of his mailbox. <laughs> It'd be way bigger than his mailbox. It'd be like shitting in a dollhouse. <laughs> oh, God. I bet someone has done that at some point in like <laughs> an underfunded play school. Mm, you've play also group. shit really recently. You shit in the hot tub, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Can you shit in the Feywild or does it always just disappear? Uh, no, you can shit in the Feywild. Okay. That was just a magic hot tub that Moonshine I, still shouldn't have shit in. I just think it's important to establish where I can and can't shit. Yeah. <laughs> all, right. all right. All right. Now that I've uh, fully wasted a third level spell, I think it's time to go. I don't know that it was a waste. Wait, <laughs> ask me when we're in a terrible fight, whether or not it was a waste Which I think or not. we're about to be. You could, you're not going to be able to cast a Revivify now, right? No, I have two. Okay, cool. I got Revivify stuff. Got it. Don't worry. All right. So you guys continue traveling past Pixel's little farm. Um, and finally, you guys have traveled five miles. Uh, and then you begin heading due Lucy mm. uh, until you happen upon a little log cabin. It is not pixie size. It is small humanoid size. Um, so it's like a tiny house. That's me. It's a cozy little cabin. Uh, you can see the glow of a fire inside. And out front, there is a small garden. What's Which in I the garden? Shit in it. Um, uh, Bev, you go to the garden. You see that there are ten bushes in the garden, uh, in two rows of five, all with green bushy leaves, uh, and there's a watering can next to like a small fence where it's fenced in. Do I notice any of the techniques of the Oath of the Ancients? Yeah, I was wondering the same. You do not. Okay. Oh, damn. <laughs> I was really thinking. Oh, we might be set up to meet like. One of the green knights. Yeah. Sick. It could be Especially someone like the else. the description of like the iron mask, the iron armor. I was like, he just thought he was a bear. I was like, what if it was Bev's dad? And he could just be. Is there a fire growing? <laughs> <laughs> you see, um, there is like the glow of a fire inside the cabin. All right. Did you pass, uh, pass without trace on all of us? I did. Okay. I don't know how long it lasts for i think it only lasts for an hour We're probably still in the range it lasts for an hour we probably didn't hang out with pixel for more than an hour <laughs> yeah that's true okay cool um, you certainly sneak up yeah let's sneak up and yeah, kind of peep the window all right cool sneak, um sneak and peep you peek in the window it is this little stone cottage you look inside you see that um there's like a little rocking chair there's a little like um 
bearskin type rug. You don't know what animal it is. Uh, there's how many little... eyes? Three. Okay. Ooh. Uh, there's a little fire roaring. Uh, and like a little dinner table and like a little kitchen area. You do not see anyone inside, hmm. but there is a little fire going. So a little fire going. Is there a door that we think would be a bathroom? There aren't bathrooms. <laughs> Can I do a in... perception check if the shower's going? There's no showers in oh, okay. Bohemia. <laughs> okay. Interesting. Weird. So he's not indisposed. <laughs> it, it, it looks to be just the one room. Just real quick, you said there was just like a little garden outside. Yes. Um, nothing else? Is there like a stack of mail? There's no stack of mail, no. Okay. Is Can there I... any sort of like warning signs or keep off? No. Hmm. Let's just go in, sit down, and be there when they get back. Or maybe they're invisible and they're inside. Can I just put my head on a swivel and see <laughs> if they're nearby in their land anywhere? Go ahead and do a perception check. That's smart. Ten. You don't see them. I'll do a perception check to see if they're around. Eleven. Nine. How about <laughs> admit, will Balnor do one? Uh, Balnor does one. Balnor rolled a nat five. Uh, none cool. of you guys see them around. It's pretty clear that uh, this person is not here, which is a little bit conspicuous because there is a fire roaring. Okay, y'all, I think that we should pretend to be carolers. Is it? It's it's past Christmas. No, we're not in the winter, Faye. <laughs> I know, but we can be spring carolers. <laughs> I don't know. Don't we need to like get their attention somehow and make ourselves seem... Spring cleaners. Spring cleaners. Oh. Okay, we're a maid service. <laughs> knock, knock, knock. Uh, you knock on the door. No answer. <laughs> Should we just go in? I push op- push the door. Push the door open. Opens easily. Oh, did they make a fucking run for it? Do we see anything in disarray? You go into the house. Uh, go ahead and everybody give me an investigate check. Mm. 20. Nine. Uh, 17. Okay. Hard one and Bev, it strikes you as being a little strange that this house is so neat and it doesn't seem very lived in. Wait. All right. Uh, I want to do an arcana check. I want to see if this is a fake house. Okay. Uh, what's my arcana? Sorry. It's zero. Uh, 14. Uh, there's certainly some fae fuckery af- afoot. I want to look at the fire. Okay. Uh, you look at the fire. I and stick my hand in. You stick your hand in, um, and it burns. Except um, it doesn't because he, he has, has resistance fire to fire damage, so he only takes half damage, but Ow. it's fine. It's a negligible amount of damage. Um, you feel that is a it is a real fire, um, but you see that these are like some kind of infinity log type thing. Like there's some kind of magic going on. There's some kind of fuckery going on in here because the logs are not fully burned. He has I some wanna... sort of infinite source of gas. I want to look in the cupboards. Okay. That'll tell us if someone has been here. Oh, that's true. If there's like table crackers there's food, or like food, yeah. yeah. I'm gonna look in the kitchen. Cool. You look in the cupboards. Um, you do see like uh, dishes and cups and stuff, um, but not really anything dirty and no actual food. Balnor, do you smell any tuna? Oh my uh, he god, sniffs y'all. The air. We're in a fucking Airbnb. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Wait a minute. Look at the art on the walls. Wait what a are second. the reviews? Is there cooking oil, but nothing else? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's just one can. Everything of pan. is from IKEA. <laughs> <laughs> the art is all prints of more popular artwork that's in museums. 
Hmm, is this sort of like a, another upside down thing? Is the real house beneath us? I take out my pickaxe. <laughs> yeah, that's why I'm like, is there anything like, is there like uh, a bookshelf that looks like I could, like, can I just go around pushing on bookshelves? You guys push around the house. Boards? You guys push around the house. Um, you kick around the loose boards. It looks like a regular house. The only thing that's weird about it is that it is like conspicuously not lived in for somebody who apparently lives out here by themselves. I go back I out to, go the, to garden. the garden. Yeah. Cool. Um, you go back out to the garden. There are 10 bushes uh, in the garden in two rows of five, all with green bushy leaves. Uh, and then there's a watering can next to a small fence. Oh, we got to water some shit. We got to water some shit. Can we look around for any kind of clues, like a welcome mat or anything that would have any numbers on it? I'm trying to pull up my what are you Airbnb gonna... email for the <laughs> <laughs> check-in instructions. Did you say you, you have no service, hard one? You're trying to, like, text the owner. You don't yeah. get it. Did you say two rows of five? Yeah. Hmm. Um, is there anything growing on the bushes? Uh, go ahead and give me an investigate check. Okay. Hmm. Uh, 15. 15 cool. as well. Yeah. Um, you guys inspect uh, these little bushes. Uh, and upon closer look, these look like healthy little mini trees. Little bonsais. With like trunks, little bonsais. Um, and they all have red fruit on them. They all look identical. I take a fruit off and I squish it between my fingers. Squish the fruit between your fingers. Uh, juice comes out. I sniff the juice. You sniff the juice. Um, you don't. You don't smell I anything. I take a tiny little bit of water from the pail and I flick it on a tree. Which one? The one uh, number number two. Uh, you flick a little bit of water on number two. Uh, you see the entire bush begins to shake and suddenly this sick, disgusting oh, no. tree ant bursts out of the ground. Oh, why did you let me live? Everybody roll initiative. No. Ooh, okay. Oh, boy. 14. Yet another puzzle where so the that, solution... Wait, which one was this? So it was two rows of five and you did second one. Was it in the first the row or the, the second row? row? Yeah, it was, the, it was the second one in the first row. Okay. Second one in the first row. Uh, I got a 13. 14. Six. So you guys see when Hard One flicks a little bit of water onto this thing, instantly uh, the branches start twitching. Uh, it bursts out of the ground. Just this giant weeping tree ant just looks so unhealthy. Uh, kind of like the ones you guys saw in the crick that had like crick rot. No. Um, and uh, you also see that the fruit that was on it, uh, what were like teeny tiny like grape sized fruits are now big, disgusting, poisonous apples that are dripping like poisonous juice. Sorry about that, guys. No, that's fine. We all, and it could have been any of us. They that could it, be they could be durians. They they smell terrible, but they have a, <laughs> a delicious flesh inside them. Do not eat that. I did have jackfruit this week for the first it's time. It's great. It's got <laughs> the consistency good, yeah. of pulled pork. Ate it with some rice. Moonshine, that is your turn. All right, I go into a rage. Why did you bring me to life? Why do you... Why do you sit here? Who are you? I'm a tree. <laughs> cool, I attack it. Uh, shout out to the two crew. Hey, uh, you whiff big time. However, I am going to spores it. Okay. For six. Okay. Is the tree dead? Yeah, it dies. Wow. Nice, got it. It's a big beefy tree. Hard one, that's your turn. Uh, okay, wish I had my ax, but I'm going to hit the tree with a hammer. Cool. <laughs> 27. Uh, 27 uh, uh, hits, yeah. It does have resistance to bludgeoning, uh, but it'll take <laughs> no. the full cold. So seven, seven uh, 14. Damage. 14 total? Yeah. Okay. 
Uh, and then I will swing with the hammer again. Sweet. 15. Uh, 15 does not hit. Bark. Um, blocks it with a branch. Ah, that's cool. <laughs> that the mango. Cool. Yeah. It's pretty neat, huh? Uh, yeah, he I'm slams. impressed. I'm I'd it. study with you, honestly. Uh, he slams down a hard one. Uh, that's a 28 to hit. That hits. I got bad luck against trees, actually. <laughs> yeah, ain't that the truth? Tree weakness. 18 damage on the first hit. Okay. And then uh, 17 to hit. Does, Does not, not hit. Uh, misses on the second hit. Send me to hell, please. <laughs> you got it. Uh, Bev's turn. Yeah. Why do so many of our enemies want to die desperately? <laughs> um, I'm just going to hack at it, I guess. I'm going to just do a... Uh, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll go ahead and do a Divine Smite. Sweet. Uh, I believe 24 will hit. That will hit. All right, let's see here. Oh, uh, eight times three. What, is that 24? Yeah. Wow, yeah, three eights. Woo! Nice. Shit. That's for my first attack. Uh, I'll just do a... Actually, uh, can I try and scramble up the tree on my second attack? Sure. All right, cool. Uh, so do like an athletics check to try to climb up. Cool. It. Mm. Five plus four, nine. It beats you uh, with its athletics check, so it just uh, throws you off. Cool. Uh, so I'm going to say that's your second attack. I break my spine. <laughs> uh, yeah, you are dead. Uh, <laughs> Dang. Bev dies. That is Balnor's turn. Uh, Balnor rushes forward. Got a bad history with trees. <laughs> um, hits on the first attack uh, for six damage. And then takes a second attack and misses. Rolls a five. That is back around to Moonshine. Okay, I'm just going to tag him. Uh, I miss it. Okay. <laughs> uh, you swing, it blocks it with its um, thick bark. I spores it for six, though. Okay, it takes the six. That is hard one, turn. Okay, I will swing. I wish I didn't give my axe to Ulfgar right now. This is I the will only swing. time where the axe would be better than yep. the hammer. I'll swing at it with the hammer. Ooh, I crit on it with the hammer. Nice. Hey. 15. Uh, you slash into this guy. He's looking a little hurt. All right, I'm going to take my second attack. Sweet. With El Hammer. 15, that does not hit. 15 does not hit. Still uh, need a name for the hammer. He slams yeah. down on you um, with his big old branches, uh, and that's a 22 to hit. That does. 17 damage on the first hit. Ow. That's another 22. 17 damage on the second hit. Uh, that is Bev's turn. All right, I'm gonna try and scramble up again. Okay, go for an athletics check. God damn it, that's a three. Okay, uh, seven. Um, he does better with his athletics check. He pushes you off. That'll just be one attack. I'll let you do another attack if you'd like. Okay, I'll I'll try and attack him. Okay. What do you want to do when you scramble? I want to get them berries. <laughs> He's got some cool fruit up there. And also, I want to try and maybe you'll let me do this. I just I want to see if this tree is sick in a way that I can heal. I mean, this is just a giant tree beast. You can't, like, heal it. No. Okay. I didn't know if it had, like, some sort of... If it was infected or if something was controlling it. No. Okay. Well, then I'll just give it a clean death. Uh, 17 plus 9, so yes. 26, yeah. That's going to be 12. 12 damage. Cool. It's trying to look pretty hurt. Uh, Balnor will take two quick swings at it. Uh, crits. Hey. Yeah. Balnor crit is a 19. Uh, cool. He does 15 damage on the first attack, and then he'll take a second attack, uh, and he hits. 
uh, for another nine. So this thing, this thing is starting to look pretty messed up. All right. That is Moonshine's turn. I'm going to lightning bolt him. Okay, go. go. Oh, trees um, hate lightning. And he's going to get any, any flammable objects um, are going to ignite on fire. So I'm a tree. Do a dexterity saving throw, my oh tree. Oh my goodness. Your nature's lightning uh, he's rod. He's got minus one to dex. He gets a 13. Cool. He fails. Okay. 19. A poor damage. showing because all those damn ones and twos. <laughs> it is very hurt. Um, not I on that store yet. Three ones and three twos on that roll. Impressive in a yeah. way. Yeah, that's true. Okay, it's opposite day. We're in the uh, Feywild. Okay, damn. I'm going to try to climb up the tree. <laughs> <laughs> Are you tagging it? Uh, yeah, I'm going to swing the hammer. <laughs> Rude. Oh, man. I did uh, get my come up, and so I rolled a one. Okay. <laughs> that's no good. 18. Uh, hits. 13 damage. No, 15 damage. Okay, shit. This thing is on death's door, um, but it is... Oh, I, sp- I forgot to spores it. Spores it for six. Moonshine, finish it. <laughs> yeah. right. I'm just going to say, you think you got poisonous berries? I'm just fucking poison. I'm real life poison, bitch. And then hock a on it. You hock a on it. You see this thing freezes with a face of pure horror. Uh, and then shrinks back into the ground as a little bush. I climb on top of it. <laughs> it's about time. You climb on top of it. <laughs> You're on the bush. Uh, you see that uh, this bush now doesn't have any berries on it. We can wait. And they all have berries except for this one? Now that you killed this one, yes. But all the other ones still have berries. Yes. Can we pick all the berries off the trees? Yeah. yeah. Like without... what, do you do, what do you do with them? Eat them. <laughs> I think we oh, make, oh, 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 throw them in the fire. Make a All cobbler? of them? Maybe we do second row, third one in, the clear three the berries, put them in the, put all the berries from the second row, third tree into the flames. I'm going to say that there are about 20 berries on the little bush. Yeah. Um, do you guys want to throw them all in the fire? Throw 10 berries in. Okay, <laughs> 10 sure. Berries in. 10 okay. berries in. 10 is enough that um, you guys throw them in the fire. Um, you guys all take, um, two poison damage. Oh. You guys throw these berries in and it is insignificant enough that, you know, just like sniffing it or anything isn't going to hurt you, but throwing like 10 straight up berries into the fire, um, wafted it back to you a little bit. The fumes poisoned you a little bit. Do they grow back on the tree though? They do grow back on the tree right away. All right. They did, they did two poison damage by putting 10 of them in the fire. I'm just going to eat one. Whoa. Which one? Yeah. I'm going to eat from the first row. Okay. So you're just starting kind of going along? Okay. So you eat the first one. Um, the berry from the first tree uh, gives you one dam- one poison damage. So that one was poisonous. You tried that one. One next to it is the one that you killed. Okay. And then the, th- the third one in the first row, I'm going to eat a berry off of. Okay. Uh, you take four damage that time. <laughs> so that's all. Right, I'll, okay. I'll, I'll tag in. Fourth in in the... F- in the first row. Okay. Uh, you take one poison damage. Do you okay. want, wait, wait, wait. I was going to tag in. Do you want me to take some damage? No, I got it. Right. Fifth one in the first row. Okay. Two poison damage. All right. Uh, first one in the second row. Okay. Four damage. Four poison damage. <laughs> third third one uh, is the one that you already know is poisonous because you huffed the fumes. Okay. okay. Moonshine, Moonshine second please. One, second one in the second row. Moonshine, you've proven your point. Moonshine, you eat it, and that's just a delicious fruit. Water this bitch! Water <laughs> we it! We pour water on water that plant. It. You pour water on it, and you see healthy leaves grow uh, from it. 
Uh, more branches sprout out along with the healthy green leaves. The stump extends into a fully grown treant uh, with intelligent eyes and a mouth. The mouth opens and its bottom lip extends all the way to the ground, creating a doorway. Could I have just accidentally poured water on this one to begin with? Yes. Wow. Hey, but I, if, if, if you had just like fucked around and thrown water on everything, you would have had like 10 treants to fight at once. Hey, Mr. Treant, uh, what's wrong with your friends? <laughs> okay. Yeah, they also could have just poured water on all of them and gone into the mouth, right? <laughs> then they could have followed they us They could have in. all chased you, oh, all right. um, attacked I, you, prevented you from going would have been in. a strategy, though. I also do grab a huge bushel of poison berries for later. Oh, yeah, I grab some poison cool. berries. Mm-hmm. You guys take some poison berries. Grab a handful. I do, I do like a little teaching session with Pawpaw to be like, these? No. <laughs> no. He starts sniffing at them. No. He puts them in his mouth. We don't eat these. I take it out of his mouth. I fish it out of his mouth. God damn, you little rodent. Everything goes in your mouth. (laughs) Hey there, Nadpoles. This episode is brought to you by Raycon. You all know me. I am always on the go. And you know what I love to bring with me wherever I go? It's my Raycon everyday earbuds, folks. Raycon offers amazing quality audio at half the price of other premium audio brands. Don't believe me? Well, how about their tens of Thousands of five-star reviews. Raycon's optimized gel tips are designed to fit comfortably in your ears and actually stay there. That is correct. I use mine at the gym, and I can tell you what, they stay put, folks. My Raycons come with me everywhere, and with eight hours of playtime and a 32-hour battery life, I don't have to worry about whether they're up for the task. They've also got three customizable sound profiles, earbud tap functions, and noise isolation. So go to buyraycon.com slash pawpaw today to get 20% off your Raycon order plus free shipping. That's right, you will get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash pawpaw. That is buyraycon, R-A-Y-C-O-N dot com slash pawpaw. Thank you, everybody. This episode of NADPOD is brought to you by Rocket Money. Did you know that nearly 75% of people have subscriptions that they've forgotten about? It's true, and it happens all the time. Here's an example. Back in the day, if you wanted to watch a movie like, let's say, Joe Dirt, you just turned on Comedy Central. But now, if you want to watch it, you have to download an app called Bwungle, which says it's ad-free, but when you actually open it up, you find out that Joe Dirt is only available if you buy the Bwungle Platinum Package, which includes Twingus TV and something called Chode Zone Prime. You don't know what those are, but you sign up for a free trial anyway. Six months later, you read a news article that says that Bwungle has gone out of business. Whether you want to admit it or not, you've been Bwungled. But don't worry, folks. Rocket Money is here to help. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills so that you can grow your savings. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has saved a total of 500 million in canceled subscriptions. They also save their members an average of $740 a year when using all the app's features. So stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash pawpaw. That is rocketmoney.com slash pawpaw. Rocketmoney.com slash pawpaw. Okay, that's it for me. Enjoy the show and beware the bwongler. Uh, Should we walk into this tree? Yeah, Yeah, let's enter a mouth. Okay. You guys enter the mouth of the tree. 
Um, and you see there is a ladder going down a shaft uh, into a tunnel below, and you see torchlight in that tunnel down there. I want to do that thing uh, that people do in video games where they slide down the ladder. Okay. <laughs> yeah. you slide down the ladder. That's cool. Like feet around the side. It looks, yeah. it looks sick. I Anyone see... who does it after him, uh, it's going to look like they're posing. I see <laughs> Bev do this, and I try and do it, but I've just gotten a lot of food poisoning, so I pee along the way. <laughs> you have eaten dribble. so many poison berries. <laughs> I try to convince Moonshine to take a sip from my canteen. <laughs> no, I'm yeah. fine. Moonshine, I did not stock cure poison today. <laughs> so you guys all go down the ladder? Yep. Huh. Uh, you guys cool. all descend the ladder, and you enter this tunnel that it's alight with torches hanging from the walls. Mm. Uh, the walls are made of thick tree roots, uh, almost mm. as if you're inside the root network of a giant tree, Deku style. Mm-hmm. Tris? Tris, are you here? Uh, uh, as nah, you make. She's here, she'd be on my hip. <laughs> I just can't get enough. <laughs> I dab moonshine up. <laughs> this, Tris, this, Tris. <laughs> Unstoppable. <laughs> okay, uh, so you guys uh, sneak down the hall. Yeah, yeah. Okay. we still got password trace. We sneak. Yeah, I'll go in the forefront. All right, we uh, are sneak freaks. Stumbling from the poison damage. Moonshine, uh, <laughs> hold it together, girl. <laughs> sneaks down the hall, uh, and you do eventually come upon a bookcase that's full of like potions. They all hmm. look to be like bottled smoke of different colors. And around it, iron weapons line the wall. Do they look like Bohemian weapons? Ooh. Uh, go ahead and give me an investigation check. Or history? Either one. That's going to be a 10. This looks to be a, a like, monster hunter or, like, a witch's lair. There's just, like, a lot of potions and a lot of weapons. A lot um, of, like, fairy tale Van Helsing type shit. All I know is that this person is cool as heck. Cool. Yeah, I try on a... Iron helmet. Do you move a helmet? Oh, no. <laughs> I think well, let's put our hands on them, see which ones feel jiggly, maybe okay. do something. Yeah, this is just yeah. a hall. Does it lead to, a, are we at the end of the hall right no, now? No, you're not at the end of the hall. If it's a bookshelf, I feel like there might be something jiggly that we could use that will, Yeah, what's you jiggly? Are not at the, you are not at the end of the hall. Um, basically, what happens is that the hall begins to wrap around. You are in like a corner, and there is this bookcase there with potions and weapons on the wall. Okay. And you see the weapons continue to line the wall down All the, the way hall. Down. Okay. So I guess we should keep on sneaking down the hall. I don't know, y'all. If one of these is jiggly, let's reach for a jiggly thing. Okay. Uh, Moonshine, you start jiggling them. They're all jiggly. All jiggly. Yeah, all it's right. like it's like the way you'd hang like a guitar or something yeah. on the wall. Oh, it's just okay. like they're just okay. guys in there. Can I have none of that? Okay. You said there were um, vials with smoke in them. Yes. Hmm. That's cool. How many different colors? Uh, there's a purple one, a black one, a white one, a green one, all different colors. Hmm. Do we know what these are? What do we know? You don't. Okay. Probably shouldn't take one because this this person seems meticulous. They might yeah. keep an inventory. I say we just keep going down this tunnel. Sneak, sneak, sneak. I'm cool with that. We can yeah. always come back. If we go down the end of the tunnel, find nothing, we can come back. Here. I really feel like we're going to have to kill this guy so we, yeah. can, or we can loot his shit. We yeah. sneaky. Cool. Okay. Um, you guys continue down the hall, past this little bookcase. Uh, who's leading the way? I'll lead the way. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Tell Paul me how Paul? you're proceeding. Uh, back against the wall. Uh, your back's against the wall. Doing sort of like a grapevine. <laughs> a grapevine? What does that mean? <laughs> 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 like the, the California raisins song? <laughs> yeah. 
It's Catherine sort of like Zeta-Jones against the wall. It's like <laughs> yeah, roll, but you're rolling doing, against it's the like wall. It's like left foot first, then right, then... You're sidling? Like left foot first, and then you put your left foot behind you. It's like a dance move. Oh, okay. yeah. It's ah. sort of like a tra- she's like traversing the wall. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Moonshine. As, I'm Millie rocking. As you are doing the grapevine, um, your left foot ever so slightly grazes a trip wire. And you see a scythe blade flies down um, from being hidden in the roots and goes to swing at you. Go ahead and give me a dexterity saving throw. 14. 14 does not pass. I don't think so. Murph, don't chop her head off. I'll just take damage. It's D&D. She just takes damage. Don't chop her head off. Uh, That is 13 damage. I'm guessing you guys are a pretty close group together. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to say Balnor's in the back. Um, Balnor's going to have to do a dexterity saving throw because you see... Two more scythe blades ahead, swing forward, and one behind you guys swings. Uh, one will be heading for Balnor. Uh, Balnor actually gets a 19, so he's just going to take half damage. Okay, so he takes six damage. Okay, so these blades start swinging. Suddenly, you guys hear a clang at the other side of the hall, uh, and you see a small metal device bounce against the wall and then land in the middle of the room. It's a smoke bomb. Suddenly, whoosh, a fog emerges from the little device. The room right. begins to fill with smoke. Everyone roll initiative. Oh, boy. Okay. okay. 13. 17. Four, oh, eight. Fuck. So you guys see this room fills with smoke. You see a small figure, like combat rolls out from behind a corner. Moonshine, you know that there's one scythe that just uh, swung down and hit you. There are two scythes beyond that, and there's one back that almost hit Balnor. So there are four in this room. Um, they're about 10 feet apart, um, and this person is on the other side of them. Uh, Moonshine, you act first. Okay. This person is about 20 feet away from you. Okay. I'll be honest. I like this little person. I think they're crafty, and I don't want to fuck them up just yet. So sure. I'm going to try out my fourth level confusion. Do you need to be able to see it? Vision is a component. Okay. <laughs> then you can't do it. You saw like a little shadow moving um, beyond the last scythe. Then I'll cast Thorn Whip on it and try and bring it closer to us. Uh, okay. Go ahead and make an attack roll with disadvantage. Uh, disadvantage, I still get a 20. Dope, dude. Dang, that's very good. Moonshine, uh, you whip forward uh, for a second. It feels like you hit something, and then you feel something dispel. Cool. Did your vine whip dispel? The vine whip did not dispel. You pulled the vine back. That is this person's turn. Uh, On this person's turn, um, you see this little shadow hopping forward, super badass, um, goes between the sides. It's going to make little dex checks. Um, it is cool. It makes it through. Um, gets up to you, Moonshine. Uh, you see it when it appears next to you. Moonshine, do you know the mirror image spell? Yeah. Okay. Uh-oh. You see that there are two of it, so you just dispelled one of them. Um, you see that this little person um, wears all iron armor um, and an iron mask uh, with, like, the little holes, like the little grates, almost like a crusader. Uh, and then they've got like a green cloak on over them. Like it, it's almost like a little Dr. Doomy. Uh, but then they've got a um, rapier and an ax and another sword on their back and like all kinds of uh, potions and stuff on their belt. Um, and you see this person uh, looks up at you and goes, what kind of fate trickery is this? Uh, and they take some swings at you. 20 to hit with the rapier, nine damage. 
A second attack with the axe is just a 15. Does not hit. This dude is stacked. Um, then they are going to take an opportunity attack uh, and roll back. Uh, so go ahead and take an opportunity attack. Uh, while it is right next to you, even in the fog, uh, you get a full attack. Hmm? Normally it would be disadvantage, um, but since it went up and attacked you, you get a normal attack on it. Okay, well, I don't think I hit because I got a 13. Okay, this thing rolls back out of the way. Uh, you see just a little shadow bouncing away. That is Bev's turn. All right, um, I want to use Nature's Wrath to gum up the uh, axes that are swinging. Okay. Thank you. Um, mm-hmm. uh, which axe? There are four. Um, are they within 10 feet of each other? Uh, you could get two within 10 feet. They're 10 feet apart. Uh, let's get the two that are further down the hall. So, like, in the middle or all the way down? Mm, oh, uh, I guess... behind us, two in the middle, and then one... I yeah. guess the two in the middle, then. Okay, yeah. go for it. Um, go ahead and give me, like, an Arcana check to gum up both of them. Otherwise, I'll say you could do one. Mm, eight. It's probably just one. Okay, so you just get one. Okay. Uh, you throw up a bunch of vines, uh, and it slows down, I'll say, the scythe that's closest to you guys. And as a bonus action, I'll go ahead and shield of faith. Uh, I guess we're all 19 we're now. All 19, so I'll, yeah. I'll shield of faith Balnor then. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, thanks, bud. Uh, just looking around, can't see anything. What the fuck is going on? I know, it's tough. That is Hard One's turn. I'm going to call out to this thing and say, um, we're not up to any fey trickery. We're not fey people. We were sent here by the by the bear prince, who we think might be a douchebag. The bear prince <laughs> spits on the ground. I don't know. I don't have any love for the bear prince, but why does he hate you? I don't like your tricks. I'm gonna try to hit you with a hammer. There's nothing tricky about that. Tell are you, you, are you running forward there. trying to find this thing? Yeah, I guess. Okay. Uh, go ahead and give me a dis- dexterity saving throw with disadvantage as you run. Uh, actually, uh, Bev got rid of the first side that's in front of you. Right. There's another one, though, before you get to the little dude. So a dexterity with disadvantage? Yeah. Jesus Christ. Okay. Okay. 23, even with disadvantage. Okay. Uh, so you only take half. Uh, you just take three damage. Uh, okay. Blade nicks you a little bit as you go forward. Uh, if you want to make an attack, you can make it with disadvantage. Uh, all right. Yeah, I'm going to make an attack. Okay. Goddamn, not 20, but with disadvantage, eh? Oh, 18. Uh, it still hits. Uh, yeah, it was 28. 17 on the first. Uh, 17 pff, damage. You see one of this thing's little clones disappears. Psh, that's some fate trickery, dude. <laughs> you got to adapt and overcome. I rolled a nat one. <laughs> nat one. Uh, you miss big time. Uh, you start to stumble back towards the scythe again. You feel it like shaves your ass a little bit. Ooh, I shouldn't have <laughs> such a plump rump. Uh, okay. Uh, Balnor's going to run forward. Uh, he's got to do a dex save with disadvantage. So bad for him. He super gets hit. Careful. Uh, he gets hit for 10 damage. Uh, and then he's going to swing at uh, this little guy with disadvantage. Doesn't know where he is. Uh, misses on the first attack. Misses on the second attack. Uh, that is back up to Moonshine. Can I cast Fairy Fire on him? What does Fairy Fire do? Each object in a 20-foot cube within range is outlined in blue, green, or violet light. Your choice. We're going for violet. Certainly could light it up. Any creature. In the, so then everyone would get yep. advantage on attacks. Everything would just be negated, and it would just be normal again. Yeah, yeah, that's a, Oh, yeah, we wouldn't have disadvantage is what I'm trying to say. Yep. Um. Okay, I'm going to cast Fairy Fire and then Spores this bitch. <laughs> um. And I, well, well, before I Spores him, I'll be like, I want to be spore. like, I want to be like, just so you know, I actually don't want to hurt you, so I'm just trying to get you calmed down. And then yeah. I 
poison him. Okay. <laughs> or her. Uh, or they. You, you cast Fairy Fire. Uh, you see Balnor uh, lights up with a little outline. Bev lights up. Hard One lights up. You light up, and this little dude lights up uh, and starts glowing, and so you guys can all see each other. It's kind of cool. You guys are all in the fog glowing we're like together. La- we're playing laser tag. Yeah, it's like laser tag. What's, what color is my aura? Um, well, we're all violet. Okay. I chose. I'm sorry. It's not like an individual. It's not like aura photographing here. All right. Well, we should yeah. do that later. Uh, and you guys also see the scythes now. Um, they also mm. glow. They okay. glow red because they're scary. Cool. Okay. Um, Moonshine, do a regular dex throw to get over to this person to- um to spores them? Spores them. Okay. 13. Uh, 13 does not save. Okay. 14 damage from the scythe. Y'all, I'm going to go down soon. Uh-oh. Look at his amulet. Then you spores for how much? Uh, For six. Okay. You hit the actual little dude. But now everyone will get advantage on shit. Uh, now everyone will just be normal. Rather not not have disadvantage. Not have disadvantage. Okay. Get advantage on disadvantage, which is regular. Okay. <laughs> uh, so this thing... Uh, uh, combat rolls forward, uh, uses its rapier and its axe on uh, Moonshine. Uh, misses on the rapier attack, hits on Oh, the... I didn't use a bonus action, so I'm going to use a bonus action to look at Bev's amulet. Okay, Good go call. It's just glowing in fairy fire. It's glowing all the time. Don't even worry about it. Uh, Moonshine, you do take uh, six damage from the axe. Bev, that's your turn. Okay, uh, on my turn, uh, first of all, I want to activate my sword so that the, the green glows through the fog. Sweet. It looks awesome. Um, Everybody is different colors. Like, whatever you feel like is your mood right now. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm feeling very green. Feeling very uh, one with nature. Um, And I kind of want to step towards where I think the intruder is or where where I think the figure is. Okay. And I say slowly, a teen of green is never mean. Our hearts sublime, our souls pristine. Uh, Bev, go ahead and give me a persuasion check with advantage. Okay. What was the check for? Persuasion? Persuasion. All right, so 16. Uh, I think you're a persuasive little guy. Yeah, 16 plus 8, 24. Jesus. Uh, Bev, continue. You hear the little dude join you. And at all times, we, we stay, stay serene, serene to, to glean the, the sheen of, of a light unseen. unseen. Uh, Wait a minute. And you guys are closer to this little dude. Um, and you see they pull their weapons back. I drop my sword. Well, are the rest of you going to drop your weapons too? Uh, yeah, I dropped my hammer. Yeah, I might as well. I'm rolling like dog <laughs> shit, so I'm not going to do anything with it anyways. You drop your sword. I drop my staff. But hang on you to my staff? Rosaline. I'm just kidding. <laughs> you guys all drop your weapons, except for Moonshine, who pretends to and just drops her staff. (laughs) Um, You see this figure drops their weapons, um, and they go, well, if this is some kind of fate trick, this is just about the best goddamn trick I've ever seen. You see the fog clears, and you guys are left in this room. You guys still hear the kind of little creaking sound of the sides uh, going back and forth. Uh, But this little dude joins you, rolls forward, wearing uh, full iron and everything, Uh, looks up at you, Hard One, and you, Moonshine, and you, Beverly, and goes, you look exactly the same. Of course we do. You haven't changed a bit. Oh my god, are you Erlen? This person reaches up, and takes off their iron helm. 
you see a matured but familiar face. Your old green teen pal, Cran. Cran? <laughs> now a grizzled monster hunter. She looks to be about 40. Oh my uh, God. She still has bright blue eyes, but her curly blonde hair has turned brown, and she bears a deep scar across her Sweet face. Sweet we stayed away too long. We were gone too long, Cran! 25 years. Cran, I'm we sorry. Were we had a real day. We had a real long day. It's not your fault. This is... You're all exactly the same. Did no time pass while you were there? Time passed, but... It's the fate trickery. It yeah, differently. It felt like a really long few weeks, for sure. Not 25 years long. But. Hard one, maybe you want to stop. That wasn't the most... <laughs> so I'm like... I understand it was 25 years for you, but... We had a long two weeks. My girlfriend's <laughs> dead, man. Yeah. So we'll get to that. I'm sorry to hear that. Time is extremely relative and even more so now. You know what's crazy? If we were to catch up right now, you would have a lot more to tell us than we would have to tell you. I'm like 10 years older than you now. Laura. It's fucking ridiculous. You are my great. You look great. I'm yeah, clocking. Thanks. You done well for yourself. I'm, I'm clocking Moonshine just to make sure that she's not attracted to Cran. I'm now. not. Don't worry. <laughs> okay. I'm not. A, I'm not into halflings. <laughs> okay. I look at Balnor. But I, <laughs> <laughs> I'm. Uh, I'm very proud of you, my my young scout. Uh, you see, for a brief second, uh, she kind of like breaks the grizzled act and uh, looks like super excited to like hear like "good job" from her big brother, uh, and then quickly regains her cool and goes, "Hey, thanks. That means a lot. Yeah, good, cool. Hey, anyway, Graham. we should go talk somewhere yeah. now between a bunch of whirling blades." Yeah, yeah. great job on these, by the way. Yeah, was, you really did. You do this? Is this all this is home all improvement you did yourself? Yeah, things this are. This is gonna be good for the things property are bad, value. guys. They're not okay. even like I can't even hear any squeaking. These are properly oiled. Hey, Balnor, use one of these to uh, cut a sandwich, please. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Balnor lifts his hand out, fully cuts <laughs> off his pinky. Oh, oh, oh! That fixed right up. Cran walks over. Oh, God, I gotta use Revivify. <laughs> Uh, you guys right. uh, walk past uh, the whirling blades. Uh, once you get to the other side, she pulls a lever. They stop. Sorry about that, by the way. You know, at first I kind of thought they were fate tricks, that you guys were just some kind of manifestations of my memories or something like that. But at a certain point, you guys were just acting so much like yourselves that I thought maybe it was you, and I still wanted to kind of test myself and get Scoutmaster, like kind of kill your dad, you know? Uh, kill your idol, absolutely. sure. Yeah. Kill your idol, sure. So absolutely just, I'm, I got a couple stabs in there that I shouldn't necessarily have they gotten They were in. mostly on yeah. me, but yeah. Sorry about that, Scoutmaster. Yeah, Mitchell. I think you really only hit me. I, yeah. Do I you want need to you look to look at know. my amulet? No, I did, okay. and it was helpful. Okay. I'm good. I I have a daughter. Jesus. And her name is Moon One. I named her after you. And I have a son and I named him Beverlyn after what? you and Erlyn. Oh. I cry. <laughs> yeah. It's so good to see you it's guys. It's so good to see you. Uh, I predator handshake her. Wow. She predator handshakes you, <laughs> um, brings you guys in. Um, you see she's got this um, little living space. It's cozy in here. She's got like an area to make a little fire. You see that there's like a pipe that goes up. You kind of don't know where it goes out, but it seems to be like air. Uh, you know, there seems to be like good airflow in the room. You're not going to like suffocate and die. Yeah, maybe we'll take like a little short rest while we're down yeah. here. No, it's fine. There's no carbon monoxide. We got a detector. It's fine. You're cool. Three um, beeps means you're okay. And um, Cran sits at the edge of her bed, and she starts talking to you guys. Um, and she goes, when we 
traveled through the portal, we landed in the Summer Court. That's the main hub of the Summer Eladrin and the Seely Fae. King Lestiborn and Queen Cirilla accepted us with open arms, and in return, we defended their kingdom. We lived there for many years. The green teens turned into green knights. A new generation of green teens grew up, and we've had countless adventures against the Unseelie. Until last year. King Lesterborn suddenly left Queen Cirilla and joined the Unseelie court. King Lesterborn is a king of... King of the Summer Court. Okay. Papa, write this down. (laughs) The queen's heart was broken, and the entire kingdom froze over. The passionate summer Eladrin turned into depressed winter Eladrin, and all of the humanoids, all of the halflings, froze in place. You've got an entire army of green knights waiting for you in the summer court, and they're stuck there like statues, cursed. Oh. Oh, God. Yeah. But, like, not irreversibly so. If we can, you know, melt her frozen heart, maybe we can cure the curse. If you saw me with Tris today, yeah. you'd know I know Hardwood how to does melt off his shoulder. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, okay. Does seem like so, a- Queen Cirilla, her heart turned to... Fro- turned to cold and that's what had the effect of turning everyone yeah why did you turn to stone i was away from the city on a mission at the time we were the only ones who weren't affected bev real quick earmuffs no (laughs) no please real quick okay for you moonshine for you yeah did bev's dad get remarried no, he Okay. Is he sweet. but is he stone? He's he's not frozen either. Oh okay, Bev, you can take the earmuffs off. Is my dad okay? I don't know. I haven't heard from him in a year. He went to the winter court to try to track down King Lestiborn. We were supposed to hide out up here and wait to get word from him to find out our next move, but I haven't heard from him. Your dad didn't remarry your dad <laughs> and we dad, didn't even ask I'm sorry we knew we knew that he his love for your mother was true I, I love you guys but it's so weird that that was your first question I was just so she was talking about youngins running around I was so scared you had a 25 year old younger brother <laughs> listen we've been through a lot but yeah uh, your your dad was always very focused he was serious and dedicated to protecting the Summer Court and the Seely Fay, but he never forgot about you or your mom or getting back to the mortal plane. The younger generation, we grew up in the Fay Wild, so admittedly, we took our eyes off the prize. We got pretty wrapped up in the Seely versus Unseely feuds. Uh, and you see, she starts to get emotional. I, I still don't understand how King Lesterborn could leave our queen for an Unseely. Queen Ezra the Unkind of all people. She's half the queen that Queen Cirilla is. Queen Cirilla is the most beautiful, graceful creature in all of the world. Everyone here is horny, emotional, and dramatic, and I understand. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. Why are you hunting the Bear Prince? Because he has Derlin. Derlin and I came up here together. Derlin's my husband. What? 
That is nice. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. That is so cute. Bring it in. Bring it in. <laughs> Let me see that ring. <laughs> she yeah, got, she's got a ring. Can we see the wedding pictures? Take out rock. the album. I know you got the album. Uh, she's somewhere. got like a cool fey ring. It's like uh, silvered. It's oh, for like fighting so monsters good. and stuff. It's really cool. cool. I didn't know he had it in him. But wait. I know. Did he ask or did you? Hold I on. Asked. Tell I, me the proposal story. I closed the, the wedding book. He's been captured? Yes, thank you. Eyes on the prize, everyone. Um, I'm looking at that ring, yeah. <laughs> we traveled out here. We made a temporary alliance with the Bear Prince. Uh, but you know, Faze with their tricks, doing favors and such. Durlin agreed to something. I'm not sure what, but somehow broke his word with the Bear Prince and was turned into one of those honey goblins. I knew it! No. I knew it was going to be a dog goddamn honey goblin! Shit, that guy served uh. me a burger in a cup. They love honey. Those, you know, those those women are captives too. What? Really? The dryads, the dryads, the goblins. I thought she was goblins. only a captive to me. Wait, you're, are you talking about Triss? Je- you didn't think it was weird that they're all their names were Triss? <laughs> I just thought that I just thought the guy honey goblin. couldn't think of other Fear names. Pressure. No, it's a cult. It's a weird <laughs> fucked up cult. I'm trying to kill them so that I can break the curse and free all those people. Okay. Okay. They want you dead as well. Yeah. We came from the King's Court, and we did not have any fun. No, but I'm telling you, on my way, I, I did not. I had no intention. I, I'm, I believe I said it during the fight. I don't want to kill you. I tried to cast a confusion spell on you. Mm-hmm. My intention was not to come here to kill you. I said the same thing. I said we didn't trust the Bear Prince. Hey, I knew you know, he was a douche. We trusted him at first, so, you know, don't worry about it. But the important thing is now we're going to get our revenge because we got ourselves... A little band of boobs here. Oh, Ooh. fuck yeah. Hey, put her in. She takes her axe and she starts sharpening her rapier. And that's where we'll end our session. Woo! <laughs> See, now now oh, Moonshine's personal like side quest is to free Triss and have Triss still love her. Yeah, and mine is Even- to fall in love with the queen with the frozen heart. <laughs> You want your tryst with tryst to have yeah, meant something. Yeah, exactly. Well, to her. I, it's not going to mean anything to me, no you matter need, you what. You need your tryst your tryst to be truthful. <laughs> Guys, save it for the short rest. Save it for the short rest. Oh, the will they, won't they, can they, should they? <laughs> Did they, don't Could they? Would we please? Guys, head on over to patreon.com slash nadpod, N-A-D-D-P-O-D, don't sing we, yet, uh, to hear all of our crayon theories. <laughs> <laughs> Who'd have thought it was crayon? I thought it was, well, I kept trying to say Durlin, but I was saying Erlin. I knew. Ah. So I knew it was a, one of the little green teams. I knew. Did you really? Did you suspect it was Cran? I knew I it was Durlin Cran. or Cran, but I was hoping it was Cran. Oh, I that's thought it, awesome. I thought it was uh, Mr. Togold. I actually did think, I did think it was going to be a girl because you kept saying they, like really, like, and mm. emphasizing mm-hmm. that. Interesting. Mm. Mm. Wow. Society. Yeah. <laughs> My subtle sexism, if it was a he, I would have just said a he. Yep. Mm-hmm. I know. And I'm then a, you, and I'm then a bad said, guy. Then he said the little dude, and I was like, that was the only time that you switched. If you want to hear us talk more about gender politics, head on over to <laughs> Short <Shore. laughs> oh, That's yeah. only for the $25 yeah. tier. <laughs> uh, guys, let's plug our projects. Uh, you can watch Hot Date, me and Emily's sketch show on, on Netflix. Netflix. Check Have it out. Have you heard of it? Oh, yeah. Netflix. 
<laughs> Netflix, the new <laughs> streaming service. Uh, you can uh, check out our book, Hey You Up, How to Turn Your Booty Call into Your Emergency Contact. It's a satirical relationship advice book. Uh, it's available on Amazon or Audible. You can watch us on Fantasy High, uh, Dimension 20's D&D play show uh, with our friends from College Humor. Uh, what do you got to plug? Ooh, uh, check out Big City Greens. It's airing again on Disney. We had a, a back 10 of episodes that's uh, rounding out season one. Go check it out. Uh, Amazon, iTunes, Disney... And the Disney Now app, which is a thing that will come up if you search for it. Sweet. Yeah, you guys, everybody's got shows. You have shows on Netflix. You have a thing on Disney. I'm going to plug. And I made it all by myself. uh, Yeah, I'm going to do a TV show. Fuck it. Oh, um, yeah. You've okay, got Lonely yeah. and Horny. Oh, yeah. That I have Lonely and no, Horny. No, do a TV but, show. But, yeah, I'm going to do a television show. I watched uh, The Terror on AMC. Okay. <laughs> I thought it was really great. I've heard that's really good. It is really great. Whoa. Yeah. It's, it's really It's really cool. Uh, I also sell oh, beard yeah. oil at BrotherSisterCo.com. <laughs> Uh, get that beard oil, brothersisterco.com. I think we should start making a thing that we plug a show Seriously. that we have no affiliation with. Hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna plug Killing Eve. Oh, Very okay. good, King of the Hill. King of the Hill's back oh, on hell Hulu. Yeah, so good. That's good. Sweet guys, the, uh, fucking, the Witcher. We're about to go play yeah, that. Yeah, we are the Witcher. <laughs> hell yeah, that's what Cran is. Cran's the Witcher. Oh, yeah. she's totally inspired I was by the Witcher. About the Witcher when you said that. Yeah. And then, like, Good. the idea that he's been cursed and turned into, uh, and turned into a honey goblin, I was like, this feels like such yeah. a witch's side quest. Is... I was so excited to go into the Fate Wild because I was like, monsters. <laughs> Please save it for the short rest. Oh, Please. Yeah. Uh, Please, cool, guys. I beseech you, save it for the short <laughs> My rest. My lords. <laughs> uh, follow us on Twitter, at chmurfisme, at caldeascaldwell, at Axford is Emily, and at jakehurwitz is jake, and tweet about the show using hashtag nadpod. That's N-E-D-D-P-O-D. We are, we are. Youth of a nation, we are, we are. Youth of a nation. It's the end of the show, everybody, and that means we need to shout out our benevolent Council of Elders. Oh, boom, you thanks you. Starting with Brad D., the only pebble pot that isn't craven. Brad D. once went to a haunted house with a bunch of their cousins, and they were afraid of a different house they saw on the way to the haunted one. J. Loma 72, a.k.a. Steelbreaker, Hard One's Jimspiration, taught Hard One to always wipe down the bench after you leave everything out there. Dylan B., a sword-wielding wizard who uses a bastard sword instead of a wand. Dylan would never stab anyone though. They just like the wand pointy. Danny P. Bohumia's resident artist painted Hardwan's senior portrait at the Dwarfenage. Hardwan is very grateful this portrait isn't well known because he hadn't had his glow up yet and his jaw is super undefined. Tom P. Father of the Realm and Serenator of Sleeping Babies Cran and Durlin would often channel Tom's calm demeanor when their kids needed to be rocked to sleep. Spencer Cask Brew, patron elder of libations, ale maker to gods and heroes of Bohemia alike, pixels into homebrewing, obviously, but he still makes room in his ice chest for Spencer's hoptastic creations. Griffin SD, aka The Stranger, the Silver Dragonborn Eldritch Knight, ex owner of the Badger's Pint Inn and Tavern, and current owner of the Silver Hypothesis Gym. Unfortunately, the gym was located at the 
base of Mount Forge and was indeed destroyed. Luckily, Griffin bought the Dragon Hazard policy from State Farm last month, and he is covered. Griffin is going to take the money and run rather than rebuild. He's currently trying to figure out his next moneymaker. What a twisted narrative we have woven. Beard Man Dan, the longest beard in all of Bohemia. Dan recently shaped his beard into a very pointy edge and legit killed an enemy with it. Very sick. Scott D, a.k.a. the Dragon Walker. Scott keeps a dragon as a familiar and is working on potty training him. Till then, though, Scott takes his ferocious beast on a daily walk, terrifying his neighbors. Scott carries a heavy-duty trash bag to pick up the load, though. Whoa, also cute. Aaron C, the homeless man that was used by the band of boobs to distract the chosen back in Galateron. Aaron felt so inspired by his own performance that he decided to distract people from, hey, look over there, an airship, made you look. Hermes W, the Bat King, just for kicks. Hermes has been beating criminals up with a baseball bat lately. It's a fun little double entendre. RJW, the biggest boots in Bohemia. They don't fit RJ's feet, but they are huge and very fun to look upon. Spartus, a tabaxi monk who loves to just lay in the sun on their side meditating. It just makes everyone who passes by super jealous. Why do I have to work while you just lounge around in the sun all day? But damn if you're not so cute when you do it. Adam R, the R-Rate assassin. Every time Adam vanquishes a villain, he carves the F word into their head because it's fucking hilarious. Cassandra MHP, aka Cassandra Max HP. Cassandra only eats poison and never rests, and she's not even looking a little fucked up. Danielle, the dastardly dame. Danielle is so dastardly that her foyer makes Cran's booby traps look like a cute little game of mousetrap. QC, aka Haldor Frostback, MVP of the Giant Wars, crewed in the SS Stormborn and fought alongside Elias and Red. Now that Elias is dead, how Aldor gains the title of Hottest Giant War Vet. And who could forget Manny the Mundane, accidental deity who got in the way of a lich's spell to reach divinity. When it's raining really hard, but then all your meetings get canceled and you get to work from home, that's Manny. Daniel Yu, a.k.a. Multifor, the many-faced magician. One of Multifor's multiple faces is a straight-up smile emoji. It's very unsettling. Ooh, creepy. Jordan DJ, legendary DJ of the realm. Jordan voluntarily DJed Kranz and Durlin's wedding and is on deck to DJ their young ones. Benai Mitzvah. Jeffrey S., Lord of the Fjord, Born of the Sword, and off to Duck Tord. Jeffrey can't get enough of those trucks slash boats. <laughs> Cutter W., a high elf dandy turned Crick Barkitect, commissioned by the Bear Prince to make a stunning armoire that houses the prince's many chevron robes. Lex Sketch, the escape artist. Like any adventurer, Lex has a ton of skeletons in their closet. Luckily, they also have a ton of skeleton keys that they use to keep the skeletons from coming to life and escaping. John S., a.k.a. Schubert, the mushroom. John may be a mushroom, but don't let that cap fool you they got a huge luscious head of hair under there ryan m hard ones ram who survived the cold wilderness of Frostwind and now works for the winter wolves as a literal battering ram his new mission arrest hard one for arcane abuse elena c a celebrity free fairy chef best known for innovative menu items like chocolate spaghetti gumdrop foie gras and a big steak covered in skittles andrew m beverly's personal trainer after months of work andrew thought beverly was finally starting to get some butt muscle but it turns out it was just a sting from a huge enchanted bee <laughs> <laughs> Michael McDee, head mixologist at the Blue Mana Inn, currently being forced by the Chosen to create a line of non-alcoholic milk-themed mocktails to celebrate Theala's imperial takeover. Victor T, Balnor's boy, whose loving dad was ripped from his family and transported to another world. Every year on the anniversary of his disappearance, Victor leaves a tuna sandwich on the highest peak <laughs> of the Austrian Alps and then yodels his father's favorite Steely Dan song. Henry A, the essence from which all of Trinivelle emanates. Caldwell is a gnomish, dirty thief who merely mind 
divine's greatness from within the cosmic confines of Henry A.'s amazing brain. Justin I., a royal court advisor who uses way too many animal metaphors when talking about their political dealings. Truly a butterfly trapped in a spider's web built too close to the raven's roost if ever there was one. Clayton M., a claymation Dalmatian. Clayton used to be a regular claymation dog, but then they rolled on some black sculpey clay and now the rest is history. The professional, the only lawyer to successfully beat Papa on litigation, they recently set aside their legal differences to take down a corrupt mob boss raccoon who was gouging the price of garbage and ruining the Crick's economy. Jacob C., the Feywild's premier home security puzzle technician. Want to keep your home secure while also giving your burglars a brain-stimulating challenge? Jacob's your Fey! Elena M., a green teen of the summer court, currently trying to get their self-care patch. Gone off has gone soft! That's right underneath that gruff and grizzled exterior. There's a heart of gold, and now gone off is buying turkey dinners for every dwarf in inside. McPucks, the codemaster who created our amazing website, McPucks goes on cool-ass Tron adventures and kills dragons made of pure malware pretty much every day. Whoa, that's cool. Earl and Kathleen L. Cran and Derlin's best couple friends in the Feywild. If there's a Wine Wednesday deal somewhere in the summer court, you better believe these four are taking advantage of it. Dylan M., a talented executioner who kills people with a broadsword clenched firmly between their butt cheeks. Dylan tried pulling a guillotine string with their butt for a few weeks, but it just didn't have the same panache. Yeah, I know it would. Jive G, a level 20 adventurer who multiclassed at every level. They're super strong, but can only attack once and know like 80 different cantrips. They are the multi-master. Corbin A, the grizzly duke. Unlike their cousin, Corbin is a super chill bear whose only crime is loving honey too dang much. And also mauling that one camper, but come on, that was an accident. Atlas Storm Reaper, a storm mage who taught Moonshine how to call lightning. Every time she summons a bolt, a big electric tear falls from Atlas's eye. Jostrich, an ostrich with a job who is also named Josh. The ostrich works at 7-Eleven and is actually up for a promotion, so please fill out a survey if they ask. E.L. Dreg, a.k.a. the Dreggernaut, used to pound honey mead at the Grizzly Prince's place until they found it was conflict honey. Now they spend their days stealing candy wine from Pixel. Cameron C., the greatest loot player in the Fey Wild was turned into a honey goblin so that they'd play in the Bear Prince's jam band. Sharo Arcadius, a tiefling warlock whose tail has a mind of its own. Sharo is currently in Galateron, but their tail is in the Feywild. It makes it very hard for them to get around. Damiel R., Ram Daniel's evil twin. Damiel had a relationship with a human and created the first ever goat man. Disgusting. Nicholas R., the property manager for Kran's Airbnb. Nicholas has a pretty good score, but got a one-star review one time when a guest was beaten to death by a tree end. Jennifer V, an elite monster hunter who trained Cran and got her to get over her fear of bags. Destin C is so badass that they shave by using the scythe blades in Cran's hideout. Devin B, a cola elemental. They have all the powers of a water elemental and the sweet, sweet taste of Coke. Yum! Michael L, a rapper who partnered with the Bear Prince to throw the Feywild's version of the Fire Festival. It was a PR disaster. Sam H, a brave Musator who's currently helping Bev's dad in the Winter Court. May Pelor guide your hooves, Sam H. Kelvin Noodles, a pasta elemental. Their sauce is so chunky, it does an extra 2d6 of tomato damage. Sergio Salazar Solomon, a Sicarius de Sequani, seventh of his name, a sexy Peruvian snake folk with sweet snake patterns on his skin. Sergio is so sexy that the Trisses and Honey Goblins briefly followed him, even though they are bound by a curse to follow the Bear Prince. Oh, wow. You got to coterie of Trisses? Now that's something. Trele, the crayfe who eats whey. 
protein, that is. Trele is a fairy folk that is so goddamn buff that they weigh as much as your average human. Grace H. was snowboarding at Mount Forge when Wilhelm caused the avalanche, pulled off a sickmic twist that honestly went underappreciated, what with all the death and chaos around them. Aaron G., master of the banishment spell and master of good times. When Aaron shows up to your party, you can be sure the bad vibes are about to get banished. Eric B., a sorcerer who oozes charisma. Literally, they are a sponge folk monstrosity who oozes liquid sexiness. Ooh, I want to meet some sponge folk. Jory S., as buff as hard one, but they skip leg day, so they're way too top-heavy. They run around, bent in half, dragging their upper body along. Alucard, a reverse Dracula who hates blood. They can't even be around it. They faint when they get blood taken at the doctor. I relate to that. Baby Doc, an incredibly skilled nine-month-old surgeon. Baby Doc delivered Kranz babies because the Feywild is insane, so why wouldn't a baby deliver a baby? Adam H., Balnor's evil twin who doesn't have a mustache and who hates bags. Dude just goes around putting holes in them. Kyle McHugh, an Eladrin cook who works at the Bear Prince's organic restaurant, is extremely creeped out by their honey goblin co-workers and frequently frustrated by their insistence on covering everything in honey. Colin G., Theala's older brother. Colin teased her as a kid and look where we are now. This is all Colin's fault. Thanks, Colin. Ryan, Hard One's Ram, was killed by the gnolls, but then passed the trials of the Ram gods and was reincarnated as a bigger, buffer Ram. Congrats, Ryan. Big Buck identifies as a free fae, but only because they think education and healthcare should be free. Richard F., a honey goblin who drowned at the bottom of a honeypot, then was reincarnated as a bumblebee. If you can believe it, they enjoy more freedom, respect, and dignity as a bee. Taylor S., a.k.a. Trast, a barbarian whose resistance to piercing damage has on more than one occasion saved them from the piercing gaze of a succubus, one of the few Bahomians who hasn't been duped by a pair of succubi. Oh, that's that's lucky. John W.G., the the philanthropic rogue who uses their sneak attack to make sure they're always the one who holds the door for everyone. Troy McSee uses the bodies of their dead foes as a shield, also uses them to stage elaborate scenes and trick burglars into thinking someone's home when they go out of town. Cannibalistic Cthulhu started 2019 on a plant-based diet, which was really rough until they discovered Venus flytraps. What can we say? Cannibalistic Cthulhu just likes their dinner to fight back a bit. Sam L., a dwarger who snapped out of the mithril lust a little while ago but doesn't really have anywhere else to go, so they're just faking it to fit in. Jim Jam Flim Flam, a one-man trap traveling band who wanders Bohemia spreading rhythm and melody and keeps getting mistaken for a crust punk. Dom R., Maddie Big Crit's childhood best friend who's kind of pissed because, like, they know they crit more than Maddie Big Crit's, but they can't take this away from Maddie, so they just keep quiet. That's kind. Matt H., a Goliath living in Hillholm who started the business called Lift, where they carry halflings to and from various destinations. John S., the revived cyborg version of Josh the Kobold. Josh wept to be reincarnated as a cyborg for now, no matter how many reps they do, their metal frame will never reflect their gains. Blitzbrig Dimitri, the Kenku King, the only Kenku who has a sharp beak, but also a full set of teeth inside of it. Caleb Storm, the love child of Kord himself, because Caleb is a demigod, they get special powers, but more importantly, access to the demigod-only dating app, Demidate. Ooh, Andrew A., the realtor who helped Cran find her house. It's really hard to find an affordable trick-and-trap house these days. James G., a school airship driver who's amazing defensive piloting, saved an entire kindergarten class when Hard One cut them off one time. Nicholas C. has starred in every single movie ever made in Bohemia, currently filming a period piece about the struggle for power between two fae in the court of the Summer Queen called The Fae for It. 
Matt L has only one HP, but has so much armor that Matt has never been knocked out, has literally slept through an attempted assassination. Target, the owner and proprietor of Bohemia's beloved general store, Target, known for its beloved mascot, Bullseye, the teacup minotaur. Mike H, the god of the under underworld, not commonly known, but under hell. There's another realm, but it's not evil or anything. It's actually really chill, and they use all the sulfuric flames to make delicious teppanyaki. Yummy! Kevin S., the exotic parrot who dyed their hair black to try to catch Hard One's eyes. For two, maybe three days, they lived with Hard One as consort. Kaka. But alas... Hard one fucking forgot about them. Surprise, Ranger is the multi-classed Ranger rogue who who taught Cran everything she knows. And finally, Tribble. Tribble is a Trinivale Trinfluencer whose Trinstagram and Trinder are full of Terse traps. Nice. That makes sense. <laughs> uh, cool, guys. Thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, we'll be back next week with another episode. Head on over to the Patreon to listen to our short rest. We'll catch you guys next week. Goodbye. Love you, sweeties. That was a HeadGum Podcast. <laughs>